We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky from New Athens, Illinois, and I have right at my side here... Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics. And, and I, I need to make apologies. I, I, I don't know. I hope, I hope last week's show didn't sound strange, but I realized that I had my headphones on backwards. I had the right <laughs> ear on the left ear. And the left. So I'm thinking that things might just be reversed or something. So people, if, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you had trouble listening and you're wondering what was going on with last week, maybe listen to that episode again, but turn yourself around. <laughs> just listen to it backwards. Listen to it backwards and, and it, it, everything should be fine. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the earphones that are the problem, John. <laughs> like Adam, though, we have to have some kind of excuse. you got to blame something, right? <laughs> That's right. We, we can't blame our wives. They're Lord, it's the here. microphone you it's gave the me. Microphone it's you... the headset you gave me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is the headset you gave me. All right. So you've been doing something fun at church. Well, I think so. Yeah. yeah it's always to the fun. what you've been doing. Okay. Well, well it's always fun. <laughs> That's right. But this was particularly yes, fun. Yes. So uh, the, the fun thing we've been doing over at Ascension is we've been looking at different individuals that the Bible calls this cloud of witnesses. Ah, okay. All right. It's kind of an interesting phrase, right? Cloud of witnesses. Um, Hebrews 12 unpacks that, and we'll read that in just a little bit. But it's these individuals who, down through the centuries... We focus on the early church through the church today, from the first century all the way to the 21st century, people that have lived lives of faith in Jesus Christ. And so we're looking at their lives, not just, not just because they're, they're super Christians, no, but, but really as examples to us, to, to encourage us in our walk of faith. Um, and again, what's most important isn't those individuals, but as we'll read in just a second, the one that they look to and that we look to, uh, Jesus Christ, the author and founder, perfect, founder and perfecter of our faith. So he's the one that, that's the source of all this, Jesus Christ, right? But it's still it's still good to look at these examples throughout the times oh, yeah. of the church, too, uh, that cloud of witnesses to encourage us. So we want to look at one individual in particular today here on Wrestling with the Basics. Now, you've scared me, though. I, I need to point this out as I'm thinking about the cloud of witnesses. You scared me because all of my web browsing history is on the cloud. So these guys these guys know? They know what I've been looking for? They know your web. Oh, man, all the kitty vid- videos. I, I think that's a different kind of cloud, John. <laughs> What a waste of time. Look, he's always looking at these kitty videos. Why does this guy start doing something important? Ah, uh, yes. I'm sorry. So that's what you're doing in retirement. The kitty videos. Oh, there are so that's many. Great. They are just so cute. Uh, and who is, oh, do you want to read the Hebrew verse first, or do you want to tell us who you're going to talk about today? Let's read the verse. Okay. Okay, Hebrews right. 12, verses 1 and 2. Probably familiar words for our listeners, but let's let's read it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also uh, lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah, so there's kind of this neat picture of us running this race, this race of life with endurance. Okay, it's a marathon, And, and, and right? you know, we, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but some people think it's Paul, and, and I can see that because that's kind of Pauline language. He, he likes talks his, to like. Yeah, he likes yeah. his sports metaphors, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, we see that all over the place in Paul's letters. Uh, so as we run this race, we have our eyes fixed on one thing. We have it fixed on Jesus, yep. Yep. right? Okay, he's he's the Savior. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. And, and, and isn't that cool, too? I hadn't thought about that. So we're not looking to heaven. Because we're not being no, good. We're not doing yeah, over here just yeah. so we can get some rewards. But no, we're looking at Jesus. Yeah. We're looking at Jesus. Eyes fixed on him. Him alone. But as we're running that race, we have this crowd, this cloud of witnesses that, you know, cheering us on, inspiring us, encouraging us in that, that run of faith with eyes fixed on Jesus. So it's good to look at these different examples and how the Lord worked in their lives and to make connections on, well, yeah, how, how is the Lord also working in, in my life today? Uh, I think it's, uh, it, it's inspiring. And uh, but it's all connected to Jesus, right? In the end, that's the one whose eyes we have our eyes fixed on. But but I kind of like that thought that they are are they're, they're cheering us on, yeah. And they're saying, hey, we've run this race before, and we know how to make it successfully, which is like you say, keeping your focus on Jesus. Um, why cloud though? Did did you contemplate that at all? Why the language cloud? Just because they are in the heavens with Jesus, or is there you know? Yeah, I think part of it is they're unseen. You oh, know, okay. I, I think you know certainly there's there's saints today, and we have people in our own lives, right, that inspire yeah. us. Maybe it's oh, a parent, maybe it's a spouse, maybe yeah. it's a pastor. But I think it's also beyond that. It's it's those who are unseen, right? Okay. Those who are now with the Lord. We think of uh, all angels saints and day, right? Those angels and archangels, all the company, company of heaven. heaven. Yeah. Uh, unseen, but yet still surround us, still encourage us, and still inspire us, too, as we look at God's work in their lives. I like that thought. I like that thought that they're yeah. there even when we don't realize yes. they're there, but they're there to encourage. And I do want to add this final comment to it. When I read the Bible, and I would suggest as everybody, you need to do that. Put yourself in the position of the story that you're hearing about, because you'll find they're like you. They're, they're flesh and blood. They make mistakes. They fail. Yeah. But again, as you pointed out, the whole thing is they kept their focus on Jesus, mm -hmm. and, and then it'll be all right, because he's, he's, what does it say there? He's the perfecter, the founder and perfecter, yeah. So he, he starts and he finishes it, so you keep your face, uh, faith on him, and, and it'll all be all right, even even for the failures you make. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm glad you brought that up, because as what precedes this is Hebrews 11, and it's exactly ah, what you're talking about. Okay. It's those people in the Bible, in the scriptures, that were imperfect, yet God lifted them up, God forgave them, and uh, they kept their eyes ultimately fixed on the Lord, fixed on Jesus. Uh, these are Old Testament examples. They're looking at the coming Savior and that promise. Uh, but then it says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So it's referring back to those people of ah, faith cool. that, that are unseen, that are now yeah, with the Lord yeah. in his nearer presence uh, throughout the pages of the Old Testament scriptures. I like that thought. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Anything else about these no, I verses? Think, I think that covers it. So today, okay. there's the individual in this great cloud of witnesses that it? we want to focus on it? today is, is someone that you mentioned a few yes. weeks ago in Wrestling the Basics. So our regular listeners uh, might remember that. We talked a little about Constantine. Yeah. Constantine. So I thought we could focus a little now, more on Constantine. He's not in the Bible, though, right? He's not in the Bible. No. That's right. So that was, see, that's the interesting thing. So this cloud of witnesses only grows. Ah, I think that's a neat it gets concept, bigger. too. It yeah. only gets bigger. 
from the we, time we of, someday will be part of that club, and we maybe? will, yes. Yeah. You know, and even now, we, we are, to yeah. a certain extent. Okay. We, we can encourage others in their run and walk of faith, right? Uh, but, yes, that cloud only grows since the time of Adam and Eve to the time of Jesus' return. That cloud's just going to get bigger and bigger. That cloud of people that inspire us, that cheer us on, that encourage us as we run the, the, the race of faith. Now you're making me feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Because we are. You're right. We're, that's what Wrestling with the Basics is all about. We're just trying to encourage people to keep their eyes on their founder and perfecter of their faith, Jesus Christ. And really? we do a pretty good job of pointing out they shouldn't keep their focus on, on us. us. <laughs> keep it on Jesus, folks. But, you know, in many ways, I think that's what uh, the job of a, a Christian parent is. Yeah. That's what the job of a pastor is, is. As much of it is just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, folks. Keep your eyes yeah. on Jesus. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, this is... Uh, Someone from that cloud of witnesses, Constantine. We want to look at how he is unique, though, too, as we uh, go through his life. Okay. All right. So Constantine is probably best known because he was really the first Christian emperor of yeah. the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. All right. And he's living, uh, he's ruling from 306 AD to 337. Uh, so this, uh, you know, this is a few centuries after the time of Christ oh, yeah. Yeah. before you actually get to your first Christian Roman emperor. And, and it's kind of interesting because before Constantine, there were some uh, uh, emperors that were kind of indifferent. In fact, a lot of them, it was the don't ask, don't tell. That was the policy. We, we don't care. Just don't bring it up. And then, of course, right before Constantine, you had the guy whose name I can't remember, but he was a terrible. Yeah. He hated Diocletian. Christian. Diocletian. Yeah. 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 And so ironic that this guy that was probably one of the worst in terms of persecuting Christian, then he's followed by Constantine. Yeah. yeah. So it really, I mean, Christianity was, was really outlawed, though, officially in the Roman Empire. And like you said, I mean, really, the, the persecution probably depended upon who the emperor yeah, was, who yeah. was in charge, and how much that was enforced or not. And we think of the bad guys like Nero, certainly, and oh, Diocletian yeah. that yeah. you mentioned. And, oh, boy, just the abuses that Christians suffered and uh, the terrible, terrible ways in which they died and, and were martyred you know, for the faith. Um, but um, the... Uh, the church grows, though, during those centuries, too. I yes. think that's incredible. That is, it's spreading out throughout yeah, all of yeah. the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it spreads throughout the Roman Empire. We have Paul's on his missionary journeys. We have some of those uh, church fathers from the first and second centuries who were who were even followers of the first apostles, and they continue to tell the story, and the church continues to grow. So I think we keep that in mind, too. It's not as though the church was, was dead during this time. At times, maybe it was underground, right? No. Uh, maybe, you know, there weren't public church buildings, places of worship for Christians. Uh, but the church itself, the people of God, boy, that's, that grew and even in some ways flourished oh, yeah. during that yep, time. Yep. So I keep that in mind, too. So Constantine, get a little background on him. He was born in 272 in present-day Serbia. Uh, his mother was, remember her name, Helena, right? That's right, yes. Okay, yeah. Helena. She, uh, interesting, though, she wasn't from noble birth. No. Okay, she was... Most scholars think that many scholars think she was a barmaid, even. Oh, All right? okay. So, you know, she somehow she married Constantine's father, or maybe she didn't marry him, it seems. They oh, never really were married, most okay. likely. All right. Uh, but yet, well, we won't go into details about that. Uh, but yet, uh, Constantine's father was uh, part of the bodyguard of the uh, emperor. And so. Under Diocletian, who you mentioned, yeah. the the empire is divided into four parts. All right, and Constantine's father, it ends up, is ruler of one of those four. Oh, parts. is that right? Yeah, yeah. So his father dies. Constantine 
fights and there's bloody conflicts. Long story short, he becomes the emperor, the sole emperor of the entire empire. Not four parts of it, the entire thing. Now, let me go back just a little bit, though, about what you were talking about, Helena. Yeah. Being from the, because, see, that was the phenomena. You, you talked about Christianity spreading. It didn't really spread amongst the emperors, amongst the senators, amongst the, the rich. But you're right. Certainly the poor people, the, the slaves, for example, maybe, which is why the, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Maybe that's why the Bible keeps talking about slaves. Because yeah. those are the people that are going to come, the barmaids. Those are the people that are finding something in Christianity that they can't find anywhere else in, in the Roman Empire. So, okay, I just thought that's interesting. I did not know that background to Helena. Yeah, it, well, it makes yeah. sense. It yeah. makes sense, yeah. yeah. I think Jesus warns us, you know, that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's a reality. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. You see it in Constantine's life, too, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so one of the big battles that he has to fight uh, in order to become emperor, really, yep. is yep. this one at the the Milvian Bridge. So you've probably heard about this, right? This this made it kind of constant. <laughs> well, I'm sure life. everyone right now is saying, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the, Milvian, the Milvian Bridge. bridge. Sure, sure, I remember sure. that. Okay, well, okay, Wasn't that might... at Gettysburg? Or... No, 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 no. So, but... <laughs> I remember great battles. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, you might Normandy, not... was that, sir? <laughs> no, I think a great battles. I'm sorry, go ahead, the, the, the bridge. This battle's right up there with them in terms of its fame, yeah. not so much because of the, the significance of the battle itself, but because of what happens before the battle. Okay. So you probably remember this. So What happened before the So the, the story goes, and perhaps this really took place, it seems as though it did, that this vision is given to Constantine, yeah. okay? And along with this vision, he has, he hears these words, conquer by this sign. And the vision that he has is this big chi rho. Mm -hmm. So the first letters yeah. of the name Christ, those Greek letters. And really, when you look at what that chi rho looks like, it looks like, a, it looks like a cross, a type of cross. So conquer by this sign. So what does he do? Well, he has his soldiers mark their shields with that chi rho, the sign of Christ, the sign of the cross. They march into battle, and guess who wins? Constantine, Constantine right? Constantine wins. <laughs> well, Constantine... Uh, becomes a Christian, uh, a believer in Christ, and he does a lot of things during his rule, a lot of remarkable things in terms of politics and economics and infrastructure and trade. He ruled over a million square miles, the most powerful man on earth. But really, the contribution that had the longest lasting effect was the Edict of Milan. The Edict of Milan. So what the Edict of Milan was, which I'm sure is on the tip of the tongue of <laughs> all of our listeners, too, <laughs> was for the very first time in really in, in the history of Rome then, uh, being a Christian was no longer a crime against yep, the yep, state. Yep. All right. No longer a crime. Christians were free to live out their faith publicly. Their property wasn't going to be seized. They wouldn't be killed because of the faith. They were free to, to worship publicly, which was huge, and just live out their faith in Christ without having to hide it. And, and if I remember correctly, Matt, it's it's not just that he makes it legal now to be a Christian, but doesn't he actually sponsor Christianity himself? I mean, doesn't he start building cathedrals and churches? And Yeah, and, and so does his mom. Okay. So, so, do, so does Helena, and that's one of the famous things that she does. Uh, she works with her son to financially support the building of churches, and especially in the what we might call the Holy Land. So ah. the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, it was built by her and initially. It exists till this day. Yeah, it's to, still there. To mark yeah. that place of Jesus' resurrection. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, pretty remarkable. So not only is it is it okay to be a Christian, but it's it's even now encouraged to yeah. be a Christian. Yeah. Pretty incredible, which I think is uh, 
is important to keep in mind. Um, so I think that's one of the takeaways from Constantine's life is that it, leaders influence those that they lead, yep. those that they yep. govern. Uh, so Constantine, he's, he's baptized on his deathbed, which was kind of a common practice back then. Yeah, we would well, disagree no, with well, that. That's but not again, a good yeah. idea. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, no, you, you remain, whenever you're baptized, you are baptized, right? It's not a past event. It's a present reality. So anyway, but not long after his death, 40% of Rome's population became Christian. Yeah. yeah. Which is incredible from being outlawed to now 40% of Rome. Is a Christian incredible, uh, and it's 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 just that truth that people follow, they emulate their leaders. Uh, we see that in the Old Testament too, again and again. The kings of Israel and Judah, when they worship the Lord, guess what? The, the people worship the Lord too, and they they put away the idols when they follow after false gods. The, the people follow after the false gods. Um, so that's that, that's important. Uh, and I guess the challenge for us today is: Do our leaders, especially in politics? Or maybe here in America, maybe in just pop culture and celebrities, do they influence people today? Big time. I think so, yeah. Big time, yeah. yeah. And so, boy, um, just an encouragement to pray for our leaders, especially those in government. Um, if you don't like them, you don't agree with them, you think what they're doing is ungodly, well, then pray for them twice as hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that's all point. I can say. That is uh, a good point, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, pray for them. Uh, that's God's will for us. That's what Paul encourages us to do in the New Testament. Uh, pray for your leaders. And, you know, that's cool, see, because we hear that, and we, we forget that when Paul said that, he was talking about leaders that were actively persecuting Christianity. <laughs> and yet yes. even those people, that's who you pray for. And of know. course, what you pray is that not God would swat them down, but you pray that they might end up being a Constantine, where they actually become believers as well. Yeah, well put. Be, yeah, yeah, transformation, yeah. that God would work in their hearts and lives, that yeah. they would rule justly. Uh, exactly. Good. And then I, I think I want to, I, I also, John, want to focus in on that okay. phrase, you'll conquer by this sign. If, you know, that Constantine yeah. heard as he saw that, that sign of the Cairo, that sign of the, the cross, uh, conquer by this sign. Uh, you know, Constantine wasn't the greatest one to conquer by that sign, right? No, and he's not no, the no, first no, one no, to conquer no. by no. that sign. The first cruciform conqueror was Jesus Christ, yeah. right? And, and the, the thing that's different about Jesus, though, is... Constantine conquers by that sign, right? He marches into a bloody battle, slaughters a lot of people, and by domination and destruction, he conquers by that sign. But Jesus, how does he conquer by the sign of the cross? Well, it's, it's just he, the... It's, it's just the opposite, yeah, yeah. right? He, he's the one that yeah, suffers. He's yeah. the one that's killed. Yeah. 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 yeah he, exactly. He's the one who has a, a, a spear pierce his side. So it's by, by sacrifice, by service that Jesus conquers. And yet he still does conquer, right? Oh, yeah. He yeah. still is conquering and doing that, conquering death and the devil, right? It is a battle, no doubt about it, but it's, it's so different. It's not that domination, but it's that service. It's that sacrifice, uh, most definitely. And let, let me tell you why that's important, Matt. Boy, and it's so good you brought that up because, yeah, Constantine does conquer. Uh, he does become this great leader that does all kinds of incredibly good things for the Christian church. And yet, you know, what's sad is that after Constantine, the church actually goes into decline. Yeah. So you'd think that would be the best thing that, that you could exactly. be for the church. But, yep. but yeah, that, that's where the really decline of Christianity comes. And in fact, this is where you get this whole works righteousness comes out of this. Because now people are thinking, well, you know, before I could martyr myself or, or be martyred anyway. You would martyr yourself. And this would show my great faith in God. And now, well, we can't do that anymore. Now it's legal. So this is where you start getting the whole rise of monasticism and the thought, well, if you're really truly a Christian, you leave the world and you go off to live in this 
uh, taking a vow of poverty and whatever. That's the true evidence and sign. So it's amazing how sin just stays. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I think that that brings up a great point that yeah. whoever is is the earthly leader, whether they're Christian, non-Christian, whether the church has it easy or has it tough, uh, the ruler of this world ultimately is... Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah, Satan. Well, Satan, right? That's what Jesus says in John chapter 12. The devil is the ruler of this world. And so Jesus and his whole ministry is conquering by the cross. Certainly at the cross of Calvary itself. But but Jesus conquers, his kingdom comes again and again and again. When he's born in Bethlehem, when he preaches, when he heals those who are sick, when he raises the dead again and again, he's conquering by the cross. His kingdom is coming uh, again and again throughout Jesus' life. And we keep in mind then for the church, for us, the people of God, uh, we also conquer by the sign of the cross yeah, too, right? Yeah. No matter who the leader is, no matter what our circumstances we conquer, too, by the sign of the cross. And that happens in all sorts of different ways. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, that's, that's where you had to start, Matt. So, so you're right. So whatever our leaders are, whether they be Christian or non-Christian, we pray for them. Yep. Because as Paul says, they're the authorities that are Most established definitely. by God. When God gives us Christian leadership that, that does like Constantine, that gives us permission to worship and to, to, to practice the things that we want to practice as Christian, of course, we celebrate and praise God for that. But, but just we always got to remember, no, no, the, the conqueror here is not a Constantine. Not us even. Not, not even good pastors like Pastor Matt Clark. But no, the, the one you keep your face on, that's, that's Jesus Christ. He's, he's the only true conqueror there is. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then the, the work that we do in, in bringing Christ's kingdom or conquering by the cross, yeah. uh, it's, it's not done through taking up arms, but no, it's done no, by, yeah. by pointing people to Jesus, right? Like you said. So, you know, when we just pray with our kids at bedtime, that's conquering by the cross, right? Or when we visit someone who's homebound or lonely, that's conquering by the cross. Or when uh, we give someone a casserole because they have someone that just died in their family and want to show we love them, that's conquering by the cross, right? Um, when, when someone comes to worship and they're just burdened by sin, but they hear those words of forgiveness and they come to the Lord's Supper, the, the cross conquers, that, that sin is lifted. Their burden is, is taken away. So the, the conquering by the cross that takes place, again, isn't by domination, isn't by taking up the sword, but it's by, it, it's through Jesus. It's through and, Jesus Christ and, and his work in us. And, you know, it's a scary thing because there are people who call themselves Christians who really do think it will come by power and might. I, I oh, hate yeah. to say it. There are people right now that think if, if we could only, you know, drive the Muslims out of Jerusalem and make that back into a, a Jewish Christian city, oh, then things would be so much better. Uh, but thank you for reminding us, Matt. No, no, Jesus Christ conquers in these small little ways. That's how he's always done it. He's never done it with big, oh, you wait till the end. You want to see big big and might and glory. You'll see that at the end. But right now, you're right. It's just these little acts of faith and, and the fruit of faith, which is love. That's how Christ conquered. That's how we as Christians continue to conquer today. That's a great thought, man. Yeah. And that conquering continues, right? Uh, God's kingdom continues to come until uh, that final conquering takes place when Jesus returns. Uh, until then, we keep people pointing people to Jesus. We keep conquering by the cross in those little ways. And, uh, and, that happens regardless of who the political power might be. Well, thank you, Matt. That, that's, so have you got other people that you... Oh, we've like? got all sorts of okay. people, John. 
So we might be picking this up again okay. as we have some future episodes. Uh, we, again, uh, welcome everybody being with us. Uh, we hope that you all know that you will be conquerors in Jesus Christ and that in that you will love and care for your neighbor. Uh, this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.